0: Hello and welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And we have a a really good teaching this morning. Prove all things, you know, just like the Bible says, prove it, prove it. How are you going to prove it? With the Word of God. But before we start, God bless you all there in video land, and God bless everyone that is sitting here. And I just want to remind you, there in video, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel and put a thumbs up. Help this go out to more people. Yes, sir. (laughs) So, here we go. Here we start. Oops. There. The Bible exhorts us to what? To prove all things. Why? Well... If we were at peace and we didn't have a war going on, you know, then we wouldn't have to. But because we are not at peace and there's a war going on, we need to know that we need to prove, we need to make sure that we're following the book. Because if you don't follow the book, what's going to happen? You're going to go out to the side, you're not going to be following. So it's as simple as that. So we need to be serious. Prove all things. Prove. Is it the Lord? Is it written? Because if it's not written, then it might not be. Okay? Don't be deceived. In Thessalonians 5.21, he says, Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Remember with a war, we need to know and we need to take this serious. It's a serious war. It's a war for our soul and not only ours, but the people outside there. We need to go and take him the word, because if not, you know the consequences are horrible. Okay? In Col- Colossians 2 8 he says, Beware lest any man spoil you. Through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of man. After the rudiments of the world. And not after Christ. Why? Amen. Amen. Why, why so serious? Because we're a war. We're war. This is a war. The enemy going to come. What is the enemy going to let you go and spoil you know, no. He's gonna try to come and get underway. And how does he work with us? You see, our carnal mind is a problem actually. Our carnal mind is one of our biggest problems. We talk a lot about the devil, but but we have ourselves, our carnal mind. And our carnal mind, what does the scripture say? is enmity against god is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can it be so don't try to reason a lot of times reasoning things is going to make things worse getting to the word see what the word says and then you can stand on that word the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword so We are at war and need to stay strong, but at the same time need to stay tender, okay, inside. Our Lord was very tender and loving, but, and here comes a big but, but firm and uncompromising against the enemy opposing forces to the truth of his word, okay, okay. That's what's happening. You you wonder what's happening today in the world? Man, the world's going crazy, right, Pastor? The world's going crazy. Why? Because they're going against the Word of God. You know, teaching things that are not scriptural. Confusion. Confusion. That's what they want to do. You see, if it gets you confused and afraid, then... He could play with you because you are not firm in the word. You don't know your word. That's why you need to know your word. We're coming into very special times, even if the world says no. And it's sad because most of the churches say, oh, don't worry. You know, don't worry. Uh, um, Jesus is going to come any day. Yeah, he's going to come. That's for sure. But, but not as we think, you know. So be instant, in season and out of season. You really need to get there in your word and know your word and not be full. In Hosea, Hosea, is that how you? Hosea. Hosea, did I say it right? Okay. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. What knowledge is that? Should we go should we all go to the university and study all the books so we be knowledgeable? Is that what he's talking about? Yes? Yes? No? Nobody answers. No, right? It's the what? The Bible! Good! It's the Bible! You see, most of the books around there, there's some pretty good books, but a lot of it comes from Where? Man, the carnal mind. And what does the Bible say about the carnal mind? It's what? Enmity. enmity against God. So, you see, that's what happens a lot. You know, we start thinking, well, maybe there's another way. Maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. And I heard this from so-and-so. And I heard this. Getting you Bible and know what it is. Who is the Bible? Jesus. In the beginning was what? The Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's Jesus. That's who Jesus is. He's the Word made flesh. Okay? That's why we need the Word. If not, we're going to be tricked into going another way. Another way that they say, oh, all ways lead to the same place. But no, sadly, no, (laughs) there's only one way, and that's Jesus. Everything else is going to the wrong way, and that's going to be eternal consequences. So you don't want to be fool. You want to be stay there in the Word, in the Word, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Okay? That's the only way. That's the only way. You want to know the way? It's very simple. God's way. It's just God's way. Every other way is not a really a way. It's a trick of the enemy to get you sidetracked, you know, to the point that you, it's too late. So stay in the Word. Study the Word. Know what the Word says. And prove everything, everything. Check it with the Word, even what you hear in some churches. You need to prove. Is it right? It's not bad. You have to prove yourself. You might get a revelation. You need to prove it. Is it in the Word? Is it according to the Word? Should I go and preach and teach the Gospel? Yes. Why? Because the Bible says. But then if something is not in the Word, what happens if something is not in the Word? Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm going to... Because this, this teaching actually is pretty long, but I'm just gonna tell you more or less. This this is this is in Kings. Uh oh. Okay, in Kings 13. Okay, and he talks about a man of God. He was a young prophet. Okay, he was sent from Judah to Israel. Israel was really getting off the track because they were not following what the word. (laughs) They were not following God. They went their own way. Not that Judah was doing that good but they were a lot better at that time. Okay. So God sent them a prophet. Okay. And he was a young prophet. And there he talked. It's pretty interesting. He went and he went to a high place where they were worshiping. Not Jehovah God but you know Other things, Baal and all that, exactly. Okay, so he went with a message. He went and, uh, oh boy, the back King Jeroboam, hello? The three o'clock, this one. Okay, three o'clock. And you can read it, actually. It says there, You know, they went to a high place. It's a high place in the olden times. I don't know exactly. But just to tell you what happened, okay? He went, and they were doing whatever they were doing, the sacrifices there in the high place, okay? And he went, and he, you know, prophesied. And Jeroboam, was it Jeroboam? Yeah. The Jeroboam, which wasn't a very good king, you know, and he was there you know, doing his thing, which wasn't God's thing, okay, and he immediately went in, as soon as the prophet said, get him, and when he raised his hand, his hand just got stuck, I guess, or got frozen, (laughs) or whatever you want to call it, okay, and the prophet had to pray for him, so up to there, It was really good for the prophet. He didn't listen. Oh, what happened here? Okay. Here. Jeroboam's hand dried up. That's what it did. You see, really bad. So, you know, everything went just as the prophet had said that he will go. Please read those scriptures on your own. Get the Bible. Get your Bible. Get the dust out of there and read it a little bit. And you will see. We just don't have time to get into the whole thing but the good thing is that this man of god had gone from Judah to Israel to give him the message and he did a good thing and the king offered him all kinds of presents and come with us and he and he just obeyed the lord no the lord told me to do this And I'm to hear, I gave you the message, and that's it. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to do anything that you want me to do. So he did really good, okay? And he went on his way, and he went on his way as a good prophet, which we could, you don't have to be a prophet to just listen to the Lord. You should, you know, this is a message. You could say, oh, that was for that prophet. No, that's for us too. Obedience brings the Spirit of God. Are you obeying? Are you obeying what God wants you to do? Yes, I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to me. That's the message. You need to stop, look and listen, and see what the Lord is guiding your life. It's very easy to read the Bible. Oh, that was for those people. <laughs> you know, that was for those people. Look at. The children of the Israel always murmuring. Do you murmur sometimes? <laughs> okay? So that message is true. So he has done really good. you know? He went and he was back on his way. but something happened. An old prophet heard of him. So let's see what happened. The prophet's disobedience. And this prophet heard of him. And Kings 13, 14 to 24, he talks of how the old prophet went, talked to him, to the young people. uh, I'm sorry, to the young prophet and told him, listen, I'm a prophet too. You know, actually, I'm sorry. He, He asked him, hey, come to my house and refresh yourself. He said, no. The Lord told me that I was not to stop here, nor eat bread, and I was just to go back right to Judah. Okay? But then the prophet, the old prophet said, Oh, you know what? I'm a prophet. You know, I'm a prophet too. Okay? And God told me, Ooh, which was a lie. And God told me, that you should come and eat with me, okay? So he just put his sword down and said, okay, he's a man of God too, okay? So he hears from God. So God told him, you know, it reminds me, <laughs> you know, where I used to be in a mission for a very long time, and, you know, we trusted each other because, you know, it was a mission. We all trusted each other, you know? once, all of a sudden, I went out, you know, after 20 years, you know, I went out and I thought I was very smart. And I got this little inheritance, you know, not too much, but a little inheritance, and I was going to start a business, you know, I was going to get into the world, I was going to start a business. So, guess what, I met this lady and she had a Bible, and I was like, the young prophet there, she has a Bible. So she, I could trust. You know, I, I realized very soon you couldn't trust too many people around. But she had a Bible. So if she had a Bible, you know, she's a woman of God. Well, I'm not going to make that very long, but I so that, that, you know, The 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 devil also knows the word, (laughs) and has the word there to trick. So you have to be careful, not get fooled. You see, come on with me. Let's. Oops, I made a mistake there. Uh -uh. How do I get out of there? Three o'clock. Okay, here. Hmm? Oh, it's over there. The floor. Whatever. it's not doing anything. Anyway. (laughs) It's there. Yes. Okay, Okay. Well, anyway. Well, anyway, he went with him and said and ate with him. And he was, okay, this is a man of God, you know, so I don't have to have my, you know, I don't have to have my guard up, okay? I could just relax. This is a man of God. And the man of God had lied to him, you know? And this man of God turns around, okay? Okay, let me put this. He said, I am a prophet. You know, this is all the things he did. You know, he got fooled there. By the old prophet. Come, you know, you could eat, you could relax, come with me. So he went back with him, he disobeyed the Lord because he thought, oh no, this is a man of God, I don't have to worry. And then this old prophet gets a word from the Lord, and look what he says. And he cried out to the men of God that came from Judah and said, Thou say the Lord for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and has not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God that commanded thee. Wow, that's a pretty heavy. But came back and has eat bread and drank water in the place in which the Lord did say to thee, Eat not bread and drink no water, thy carcass. Shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. Wow, that's a pretty big thing. But why? This is how serious it is to serve the Lord. And we are in the same boat. We really need you guys over there, too. <laughs> no, because you're over there in video land doesn't mean you're, you know, you have a past. We're all in the same boat, guys. Okay. We need to take this serious. You know, it's a war and the devil is going to do anything he can even even sometimes use another man of god that could get you you know it's okay it's okay i have been doing this it's okay just come with me but god no 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 it's okay just a little thing well there's no little thing with god there's no little things with god okay there's not any little things that you either obey or you disobey. And if you disobey, you're going to pay the consequences. There's always consequences. And I don't want to talk, you know, that about my life. You know, <laughs> but, you know, there is consequences. If you disobey and go the other way, you're going to pay the price, and it's not going to be funny. Okay. Okay. So he finally he went, ate bread, you know, and the old prophet put the donkey in, and they went his way. And who met him? Well, I, he went on the donkey, you know. He was going on the donkey. And who met him? A lion. A lion. This is not the king. This is not the lion of the, of Judah, exactly. This is the other lion. (laughs) Okay. The devil, the other side, you know, because he disobeyed. And you could read what happened. Okay. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way. And the ass stood by it. And the lion also stooped by the carcass. Like God showing everybody, this is what happens if you disobey me. Okay? So, even, even, even if your brother and the Lord says, oh, come on. This is nothing. You need to stop. You need to pray. Lord, is this right? I'm sorry. This is not right. And maybe you need to go and tell them, this is not right. We all are, we all are, we all have responsibility, responsibility for brothers. We have responsibility for us to keep in the way because we are at war and the enemy is going to throw anything in our path to get us sidetracked. And if we get sidetracked, it's a long and hard way back. It's a serious matter, okay? So you getting the message? Okay. And this is, God bless Paul. You know, he had worked for many, many years. He's coming to the end of his ministry, okay? And he, boy, he, did he give his heart for everybody that's following? I mean, you know. Ah, you can read the gospel, you see it. You know that he went through all, but look what he says. For I know that after my departing shall grievous wolves. Where will those wolves come? Amen. Enter <laughs> among you, into to the church, not sparing the flock. Okay, not with a heart for the flock. Also, of your own self shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them, so that's a pretty big warning. You see, we have a responsibility. we cannot throw our responsibility in any and no one. oh, but he told me the serpent, Eve, you know. It's time to see our responsibility. What's the Lord telling you? What's the Lord putting in your heart? Are you obeying? Are you going? I mean, this is not a fun... uh, uh, uh. Being a Christian is not a fun journey, as everybody says. Yes, it is fun and it's peace, but there's a war going on there. And a lot of times... You know, you have to stand your ground, and it might not be easy. You know, but you have to stand there, and have done everything. You have to stand, stand, and where are you going to stand? In the Word of God. In the Word of God. Where are you going to stand? Where are you going to know? Oh, should we do this? Uh, should we do this? You think this is bad? Well, read the Word. Make sure, because you might be tricking another brother to go with you to something that you shouldn't be doing. Okay, So try the word. Memorize the word. Anyway, let me keep reading. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. I mean, with his whole heart, and I think it was more than only three years. Okay, so in John 4, 1, he says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. But those prophets are not in the in the church, right? The what? Really? Pastor Lou says they are. Yes, they are. Where do you, you think the enemy is going to plant his draws his, his or whatever? In the church. To get you out of the vision. To get your eyes off the goal. Keep your eyes on the goal. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Matthew 24, 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Whoa, what is that? Keep, keep your eyes there looking. The, is it in the word or is not in the word? That that's as simple as that. Is that in the word? And when you're not sure, what should you do? Well, I'm not sure if you. I'm just gonna go right. No, you wait. You wait. You wait. You wait there with. Fear and trembling, and ask Lord, is this right or is it not right? And if something is going on, you need to stop, look, and listen, or you're going to get run over by the train, you know. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, so oh, there. What's your should Oh. <laughs> Here's Christ. Here's Christ. Oh, there! You need to keep your eyes and see the word. Believe it not. Just because they say it doesn't mean anything. Okay. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great and ma- many wonders, in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. What do you think that's happening? Because the enemy is trying to deceive the very elect. That's why. Because we are at war. And this war is not only here in church. Oh, when you go out, when you sleep, when you wake up, when you need to do something. I'm preaching this to myself, so don't think I'm just preaching because... oops, yes, and I need to hold it here, okay. (laughs) Behold, I have told you so, that's before, I'm sorry, this is Jesus. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he's in the desert, go that forth, behold, he's in the secret chamber, chamber, believe it not. Why were the Old Testament prophets persecuted? Does anybody know? Well, if you read You know, they were persecuted for telling the truth. Because a lot of people, oh boy, I keep putting my hand. Because a lot of people don't like to hear the truth. Okay? They don't like it. So if they don't like it, what do they do? They fight against you. Amen. stone the prophets. Luke 13, 34. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets, stole them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, as a hand does gather her broad under the wings, and you will not. This is Jesus talking. Okay, this is the Son of God. This is God in the flesh. He was sending him messengers to tell him, come sons, you in the wrong way, you're going the wrong way, come. But they will not. And sometimes we will not. Did I jump one? Okay, here, I jumped one. Okay, so that's what happened. That's why. You remember uh, uh, um, after Jesus rising, who was the first? prophet that got stoned, what was his name? Stephen. Why? You remember he gave them a whole history of Israel. And, that did, and he told them the truth. You know? And they couldn't take it. You know? Because that's what happens. If you don't hear, if you don't Listen and obey the truth. It gets to the point you get mad with people that tell you the truth. Amen. We rebel, and rebelling is at the sin of witchcraft, right? <laughs> then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy a lie. In my name, I send them not. Neither have I commanded them. Neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you false visions and divination and things of not, and deceit in their heart. Oh, deceit in their heart. Oh boy, I need a... Okay, anyway, I have to remember about this. Well, anyway, this is the big thing, you know. This is nothing new. Before the destruction of Israel... The Lord sent prophets to tell the people, you need to repent. You need to come back to me. They didn't listen, and you know what happened. Then it was Judah's time. The same thing the Lord was telling me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Help you fellow men. Don't lie. Don't put water on the wine to make more money, you know. Have a heart, because I have a heart for them, you know. Give and it shall be given unto you. But did they listen? No. So what happened? Jeremiah, look at Jeremiah. God bless Jeremiah. Boy, did he they persecute him, you know? They put him on the pit quite a few times, you know, but he kept and that's and is that, but that doesn't happen anymore. That was in that time, right? Things like that don't happen, right? They do happen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, it's happening right now, you know. It's the same thing. Oh, God will never, we are so good, God will never let us go through that. Well, that's what, if you read it, that's what they were saying. The false prophets, oh, don't worry. God is not going to put that yoke. you know. That Jeremiah is saying, you know, because God will never do that to you, you know. Well, the problem is God is a just God, and he already told us which way we should go and what we should do, and if we disobey, there's consequences, and he's just, and he need to let enemy, that stinking lion that is not the real <laughs> lion that we all waiting for, came you know, and slew the young prophet. And you know, we could put ourselves right there, Lord. Give us, give us the fear of the Lord. Give us the fear of the Lord to follow you, to go, okay? And that's what he's asking us. I still have a few moments, and this is great because we oh no what did I do it was me yeah here okay Jeremiah 23 16 hearken not to the words of the prophets that prophesying to you they make you vain they speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord in Jeremiah 29 Eight, for thus saith the Lord, I hope, the God of Israel, let not you prophets and you div- diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken unto their dreams which cause you to dream. And if you see what they were telling them, relax. God is never going to do. No, he's. They're never going to be able to come and conquer you. Don't worry. Matthew seven fifteen, beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Whoa. Okay. But you know what? My she- Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And that's but we need. To, that's why we need to be in prayer. Lord, is this of you? Okay, boy, I tell you. Some of those preachers, oh, they preach and you feel so good, blah blah blah, this blah blah blah, that. And the problem is, we, the people, we don't go to the word and check it out. This smells like there's a rat, rat someplace. So if it smells like there's a rat someplace, what do you think? A dead rat. I, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> If, they, if it smells like a dead rat, look for it so you can throw it out because there's a dead rat, okay? And it's going to stink for more. So, you know, wake up because the thing is this. Once the Lord gives you a check and if you don't go through it, you're in trouble. Then, then you get deceived. You want to be deceived, so you get deceived, you know? God answers prayer. He answers your prayer. You don't want it? Okay. You know? <laughs> it's a pretty heavy thing. We have a big responsibility. That's that's mainly the big thing. We have a responsibility to keep in the word, to keep in the right track, to check. Yes, check. Because you know what? We are all humans, and we could all make mistakes. Okay? And two mistakes don't make a right. That, that, I just made that up, I think. But... <laughs> okay so second peter 2 1 but there were false prophets also among the people even as there shall be false teachers among you who this is talking about our time too okay who probably shall indenable probably shall bring in sorry i read that wrong uh, proudly shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought, bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destructions. Does this sound familiar? You remember uh, 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 Leslie's teaching? You know, all those false prophets and teachers there going, hey, angels, 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 pray to the angels. Well, the problem is, you pray to some, some, you're to probably praying to the wrong angels. <laughs> yes, the angels, but they're not the right angels. They're the fallen angels. Psalm 66, 8 to 12. Oh, bless our God, you people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holders a soul in life and suffer not a feet to be moved. For thou, oh God, hast proved us. God is proving us every day. Proved us. Thou hast tried us. Tried us. And as silver is tried. How is silver is tried? With fire. Yes. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Oh, God will not, never do that. God is a, Jesus is good all the time. He will give us red, ra- you know, he will just give us flour. And a, yes, Jesus is very good. You're right. Yes, he's very good. But he's very a righteous judge and he's firm. And he's going to prove. He keeps his promises. Yes, sir. Amen. So we need to go in the fear of the Lord. He brought us up into the net. Thou layeth affliction upon our loins. Thou hast cast me to ride. Oh, no. Thou hast cast men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire. Woo. And through water. But thou brought us out, out into a wealthy place. So he doesn't promise us. A garden of roses. He promised us that there's going to be trials and tribulations. But he promised us that if we keep on, he's going to bring us to a good and healthy place. Oh, we have four minutes. Wow. I thought I'd say I better finish it real quick. Don't we have a few minutes? But isn't this great? I love that, you know, I I love that uh, uh, uh Psalm 66. No, <laughs> you know, because he shows why we go through things. In Job 23, 10 he says, but he knows the way that I take that he, he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's faith. He's trying me, I'm going through the fire, I don't understand this. Boy, what's wrong? You know. And, and, and if you're prone to condemnation like myself, you know, you start going, oh, why, why? You know, and you have to get up out of there and say, no, he's trying me, but I'm going. He promised me. That promise is mine, and I'm going to take it. That's the promise. Yeah, we will go through it, but ay, ay, ay. I did it again. But maybe it's time to stop right here, okay? The big thing that we have to know, yes, we are going through this valley, you know. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes we don't understand. And sometimes we want to give up. But what's the choice? If we give up, (laughs) what are we going to have? What's the choice? Just like the disciples, you know, when Jesus went and gave a sermon, the people said, is he, is he teaching can- cannibalism? You know, because they didn't understand. They were trying, you know, in the flesh, and many of his disciples left him. And Jesus said to the twelve, Hey, will you go to? And what did Peter say? You remember? Where are we gonna go? You're the only one that has the words of eternal life, Amen. Okay, maybe we don't understand. Maybe it's too difficult for us to understand. The Lord understands. You could tell Him, Lord, I don't understand, but I, I'm gonna pack everything in this little pack of faith. I do not understand, but I know You're righteous. I know You, Lord. I know You promises. Lord, you've been with me, and you always been with me. And even when things didn't look like they were going right, Lord, I came out the other side, and I could praise the name, so I'm going to keep going, you know. And I know, I know, I know. You could say, I know. Why? Because the word says so. I know. You never leave me, nor forsake me. Thank you, Lord. I think that's a good place to stop. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is Pastor
1: Tony, and it's because of uh, Pastor Tony that we are going to Honduras. So give the Lord praise for everything that He has done. He's been our mouthpiece because the rest of us don't know how to speak Spanish. He's also been in touch from the first time we went in May, but you went almost a year ago, right? Like in October, yes. a year ago, or something like that, almost a year. And I just wanted to let you know that, you know, a couple of days ago, he's like, I just, I don't know. I mean, he has his flight and everything, and he's like, I just don't know if I can go. I'm still trying to get funds in. And so um, I just ask that you just bless him more today. You know, we did take. We just finished taking up some offering for. Um, could you bring the red bucket back up here, please? Just for the for Honduras, and it'll go straight towards Honduras to finish up paying some things. But we need to. We need to bless Tony. We want him to eat while he's there. We don't want him to have to sleep in the van while he's there. And you know, we'll take care of you, Tony. We'll make sure. But if there's anybody um, uh, that maybe even during the praise and worship, we won't do it right now. But If you feel led to just come, would you please add more to the bucket here for Honduras? And we'll make sure that every penny goes to Tony for the trip to go this, uh, leaving tomorrow.
2: Let me say something. If you want to be blessed, this is a very big and powerful way to be blessed. If you want to be blessed, you give to those people that cannot repay, as a matter of fact. See, it went right in.
1: See,
2: it went in. Did you see that?
1: I did. Went right in. Amen.
2: And what happens is it's a key to open up the windows of heaven. He said, prove me now herewith. You know, in the whole Bible, that's the only time God is basically saying, prove me. He's saying, see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing not be room enough to receive. I believe that when the Bible said that God the windows of heaven were open and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, I believe that it put additional water on the earth that was not there before. There are many places that were flooded, uh, how do I say this, would that show there's actually more water on the earth today than there was before. So when he says, I open up the windows of heaven, he's not necessarily saying, I'm going to see to it your water heater lasts longer. I'm going to see to it that you get raises and promotions. I'm going to see to it that I cause people's hearts to give unto you. But he's literally saying, if needs be, I will cause gold coins to appear in your mailbox. That we're not there before. That maybe we're not on earth before. In other words, I will see to it that your blessings return. And he is faithful. And he keeps his promises. Be they for good or be they for curses, right? Church, we're going to pray for Him Because wherever two or more agree touching any one thing, I will be given them. Wherever two or more gather in my name, there I am in the midst of them. If you abide in me my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and be given. It's what we say He gave us power and authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So what we're going to do is pray for our team. Why? Because they're going down there? No, these are our representatives. They are carrying our money, our prayers, our desire, and we get to share in their blessings. Mm -hmm. So we're going to pray for them to see that they get blessed down there. Lord, in the name of Jesus... We send your ministering protecting guardian angels round about them to protect them. But Lord, more than that, we ask that they see miracles like they've never seen. We ask that you bring in people supernaturally, even the people that maybe are scoffers, maybe the people that didn't necessarily believe or want to hear, and as they come in, their hearts would be opened up. And as these people speak and minister, that they would be carrying your spirit your body, your blood to your people. And they would say what you once said and not what you don't once said. And that they would be perfect representatives of you down there and that you would bless them. pressed down, shaken together and running over some 30, some 60 and a hundredfold. Lord, cause them to bring in a hundredfold into the kingdom more than they ever thought possible. That they would come back rejoicing with wonderful stories of how your spirit and your power showed up and so many people were touched in jesus name amen, amen. 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 Thank, you. thank you lord
1: i just want to add a little bit and lord as you know as we go and as we minister lord you're allowing us to go and teach the truth as we see it from your word and we know lord that there's favor with us but lord we ask by your name there be favor with us and that even though there's different denominations, that we become all in one accord. And, Lord, I thank you for your mm-hmm. protection, your, your flights, as we, your traveling mercies as we, we travel, whether it's on flights or a vehicle and everywhere we go. And also, Ernesto, that's our bodyguard, our driver, give him supernatural awareness, supernatural ability to know when he needs to turn or go straight, that no harm, no evil will befall us. And we just give our lives to you, Lord. We know that we are in your protection, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 You, all right. We'll see you guys. <laughs> see you all over the week. I guess it's time for praise and worship now. Leslie Ann is ready to get up here, so come on. All right. Time
3: to do what we're going to do for eternity. So let's get used to it now. Let's stand up and praise our God. Amen oh no
1: where's the excitement
3: it's time for there we go hallelujah (laughs) you are king of kings and lord of lords god we give you the praise and all the glory and all the honor let it be a sweet sound into your ear in the name of Jesus we sing hallelujah great and mighty is he worthy worthy is the lamb Hallelujah, come on, let's put our hands together. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Who love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder. Who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder. The King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. Is unfailing love that you will hide my place that you will be bear my face. cross that you, you lay, lay down your I sing for All that you've done for me
4: Hallelujah
3: Hallelujah. Who brings our chaos Back back into order Who makes the orphans A son and daughter The king of glory The king of glory the a nation with truth and justice, shine like the sun in all of its brilliance, the King of glory, the King above all kings. He is. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. You for me.
4: Holiday. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain.
3: Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave.
4: Worthy is the Lamb
3: worthy is the king who conquered the grave worthy is the lamb that was slain worthy worthy for all that you've done for me. deeper a new level with him continuing that heart of worship telling him how much you love him what he's done for you and that you love him Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior we will shout out from the rooftops Hosanna in the highest
1: you are worthy come on let's shout out from the rooftops Hosanna Hosanna in the highest
4: Hosanna in the highest
3: are worthy Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. You know the Lord is calling us on our knees this morning. I don't know if you were picking up that information from him or not but that's what he's telling you to do. You can come to the altar if you want,
3: but right where you are.
1: If you can't kneel, you can go face down.
4: Come on, let's get on our our knees or
1: on our face before our God this morning.
3: What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares
1: to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name. We just want to worship you this morning. We just want to love on you this morning. This is not a prayer request time. We're just going to love on you this morning. We're going to bow before you this morning. We're going to get on our knees and on our faces before you this morning because your name is beautiful. The name above all names. That's who we cry out to. We love you, Lord Jesus. Our God, our King, our Master, our Savior, our Creator. We lift up Your name right now. Hallelujah!
4: You have no
3: rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God. Is,
4: is the
3: kingdom, is the Lord right now, just love on him. the
4: name what, a what, a
3: name name what a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, Christ
4: my Yes, King. Lord
3: God, hallelujah. What, what a powerful name, name it is. Can stand against. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. You, you have, have no right. right. Oh, Tell me, Mama Gilani. You have, have no, no equal. equal.
4: Yours is
3: the glory, on, yours, yours is the name above, the name above all names,
4: names.
3: Yours,
4: yours
3: is the King, holy Don't know how, but there's, but there's power. power. Oh, and I'm oh. on
1: I thank you for this day and Lord we do get on our knees before you you are so worthy Lord thank you that today is just a day of honoring you thank you that it's a day that we just worship you we set aside every heavy weight we want to hear from you Lord open up our ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying and anoint this man of God to preach the message that you have to bring us let us have remembrance of your word We take authority over any kind of dumb, deaf, slumbering spirit that would try to cause us to not hear the word of the Lord and cause us to not remember. We have the mind of Christ, and we will remember your message today. We declare it. Now, Lord, thank you for anointing him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And, Lord, thank you for the message. In Jesus' name.
2: And, Lord, we say, "Worthy Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard us saying blessing, honor, glory and power being to him that sat upon the throne and to the lamb and the four beasts said amen and we say amen amen, amen to the lamb in Jesus name so I would like to have the remote control, which I did not bother bringing up, who knows where it is, but do I have a PowerPoint up there? Someone looking for my remote? Someplace in here? Maybe you could use your cell phone to find it? If we can find a cell phone, surely we can find a remote. Tony, you're the last one that had it. Ah, hidden back here, okay. So let me do a brief refresher. As you recall, about four Sundays ago, the message was, come out of her, my people, that you be not protectors of her sins, you receive not of her plagues. Meaning, if you don't want to be a part of the trouble, and we don't, that trouble is coming, come out of her. Meaning, stop sinning. As Dimitri would say, Stop sinning, repent, and turn to Jesus with your whole heart. Next thing is, next message was, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So as the things that are the end time are coming, he's never going to leave us. He will not forsake us. He will not. Next thing is we have to remember there's power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Of the Lamb. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all thy worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout thy universe displayed, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee I won a uh, singing contest when I was about 13 or 14 at a church camp singing that song. I believe it. (laughs) There's power in the blood of the Lamb. Today, we're going to talk about stand, the words, stand, the word strong, the word endure, and the word rock. And I had a confirmation... That this is what I was supposed to talk about when I walked in. The very fifth word in the scripture that was on the screen as Tony was talking was "strong." So it's a little confirmation we're supposed to bring this. Now, I sent out an email to about 16 people yesterday, and it had four different videos on it of different people that claim to be experts in financial areas, some of them not Christians at all, one was talking about it from the feasts point, one was talking about it from a a calculated computer point, he's big in calculating what is going to happen in the future financially, and they were, all these, these programs, because they were famous for being accurate. Guess what they're all saying? They're all saying that there's about to be a stock market crash, four of them. I told Leslie, she said, yeah, they say that every time this year, and there's a lot of them that sort of do. But when there's four of them, they're all saying it this year, and then when we have prophecies that are backing up saying that there's a time that the dollar is going to fall 30 percent, whoop, then down to 50 percent, down to 66 percent, and finally it will be worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. And then I called Dana Coverstone, and I said, Dana, we got to do another solemn September assembly. Will you come down? He said, yeah, sure, count me in. About two weeks later, he sends me an email, detailed. He said, the angel came to him, and he said, if you go to Dallas, they will kill you. I said, whoa. Uh, uh, That tells me something bad's coming, specifically September. And would you turn the big one off? Yeah, just the round one is okay. The tall one's too much. I do not know if anything is coming in September or October. I suspect so. All of these years I've been watching for, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Now that part about started by the communists, I was thinking that maybe it was the cheating that happened in the election. And then maybe the good guys kicking up the bad guys, literally and physically, would be the internal revolution. Lately, though, I've seen it from a different point of view. In the light of Mar-a-Lago, it's almost like the bad people are attacking the good people. You know, I've got to watch my words, right? Okay, You've got to fill in the blanks. It's like the bad people are (laughs) forcing the good people to do something. Then they come along and they hire 87,000 new IRS agents. And then I don't know if you know this or not, but they've also started running ads for new IRS agents for people who are willing to carry a gun and to use deadly force if it's necessary. So what are we doing with or 87,000 new IRS agents not packing a calculator or a pistol, but packing a gun. Why would they do that? Don't answer out loud. Think for a minute. Why would they hire 87,000 new IRS agents, period? Don't answer out loud. Think. Why would they do that? Why would they arm them? obviously, something is going to be done for them to need those 87,000 IRS agents. Something is going to be done that is going to need them armed. And that something is going to be done to whom? So that even the elect would be deceived. Who's the devil after? He's not after the Democrats. Sad to say, he's not after many Republicans. He's after those on fire, born again, tongue-talking, soul-winning, Bible-toting Christians. He's after you. Or am I wrong? You're his target. So he's saying today, in the trouble that is Probably gonna hit. I do not know that it's going to hit. There's another source that says that problems are gonna hit before the end, before October excuse me, before Halloween. Others are saying something big is gonna come in September, October. If I put all you see, I have the very best email in the world. I because on every one of our programs I have my email there. And so I get emails now, boy, I don't need any sound effects. I get emails from all over. And what the prophets seem to be saying, what God seems to be saying to his people, is that you need to get ready. Yes, get ready in terms of having a Berkey water filter and that sort of stuff. But that's not what I'm talking about today. We need to gird up our loins. We need to guard our heart. We need to look in our heart and say, "Okay, is there anything in there that is displeasing to my God? Maybe my wife doesn't know it, maybe my husband doesn't know it, maybe my boss, maybe nobody knows it. I know what you're thinking, but God knows it. Well, here's the problem. God might know it and might forgive it, but the problem is the devil knows it. If the devil knows that we're doing something wrong, then what does he do? It's an open door. He can come in to kill, steal, and destroy. So the first point I want to make is, in the trouble, we need to stand. Jesus knew their thoughts and said, in them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought, against, is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. We are a nation divided against ourselves. When the FBI goes in and raids the personal home of a former, matter of fact, a lot of people are saying the present president, legally. But when they do that, that tells you that we're a nation divided. When they're up in arms about whether we should kill little children, sacrifice them to Moloch and Baal, or whether we should have the children, abortion, Roe v. Wade, we're a nation divided. We're a nation divided between the Democrats and Republicans. We're a nation divided between the North and South. We're the nation divided between whether black or white, whether we're Mexican or Spanish. We're divided, divided. There's so many divisions in America. It used to not be that way. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to stand, that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Now the point I want to make here is this is a scripture that the pre often use saying, oh, we can escape if we pray." That's not what it's talking about. Revelation six twelve says, and they ran into holes and rocks and said to the rocks and mountains said, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sat upon the throne. And from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? It's talking about when Jesus returns and he blows that glory down, the morning star. And it sets the whole earth afire in his glory. And as it hits the tears, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones. As it hits us, out of our belly flows rivers of living water, whether we're in the grave or out of the grave. All of a sudden we get all of our mantles, our rewards, our crowns, our our glorified bodies, our, our garments, whatever it is we're going to get. All, my reward is with me, all in an instant, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last or the seventh trump. That is standing. Some people that don't stand are those tears that fell to the ground a pile of ashes and bones. That's what standing is talking about. But in the days ahead, what he's saying is stand up for me. We Christians have a tendency to be avoiders. My personality is an avoider. I tend to avoid confrontations. I don't like, I mean, when they start hollering on TV, I'll fast forward or I'll turn the channels. I I don't like arguments. I don't like to be in arguments. I'm an avoider. Anybody, do we have any other avoiders in here? (laughs) I avoid them. I avoid confrontations. Uh, I can handle them, but it's not my personality. It's not what I prefer. And in general, that's Christians, right? We try to avoid problems. But what he's saying is in the the trouble ahead, I'm not saying we charge into problems, but when the problem hits us, he's saying it's time for us to stand on the Word of God. Not stand in the flesh. Not stand for our own wishes or desires. That's what he's saying. He's saying stand in the word of God. Just like Tony was saying this morning. It's a good word, Tony. Stand on the Word of God. How can you stand on the Word of God if you don't know the Word of God? Bible study. Read your Bible. Right? So the first thing, the first point I want to make is stand. Now, I'm not going to read all of this, but July the 10th, 2020, this is when Dana Coverstone had a dream that we should start holding solemn September assemblies. He said, if the calendar turned the month of September, now, I've had several people email me and say, Stan, this obviously didn't happen in 2020, and I'm going to show you two reasons why it didn't. But do you think it might be about to happen in 2022? And I emailed back and I said, possibly. Now, what does he say? I saw the calendar turn to the month of September, and a hand reached up and pulled the month of the September off the bound calendar and placed it on the ground in front of the altar in our secret place prayer room. I saw the altar and the horns and the altar and the pictures of the second coming and healing on the wall. I was then instructed to stand, there's that word again, on the month and pray for the church to have a strong backbone. That's the point. That's the one point I want to make. In the trouble ahead, it's not time to bite our nails, turn into a little ball, little fetal position, call your friends and start crying and say,
4: oh. Would
2: you like me to say that again? Instead, brothers and sisters, it's time for us to stand on the word. Stand and be strong. Doesn't mean to be argumentative. Doesn't mean we're going to seek out confrontations, but we're going to stand on the word. So he says, pray for the church to have a strong, boy, don't we need it, backbone, for the corruption in the church to be exposed. Now, I don't want to see anything headlines, you know, about people in the church been doing wrong things, but... It's the wrong things in the church that keeps the word of God out of the church and keeps the miracles out of the church, keeps the church from growing. And it, it also keeps new converts from coming into the church, true or false. True.
4: True.
2: One of the reasons you can't get more people coming to come into the church because you need... Uh... <laughs> when the sin's out of the church, the spirit of God moves and will bring the people into the church, correct? So that the first thing is we've got to pray for a strong backbone. We also have to pray for the corruption sin to be exposed and get out of the church in a kind sort of a silent back under the table behind the curtain sort of way. We don't want it in the headlines, but it's got to be removed. Is there an amen in the house? Am I, am I talking? Amen. Okay. We hear you. Thank you. Next is for a great harvest. Okay, have we seen a great harvest? Did we see a great harvest back in 2020? No. 2021? No. 2020, well, maybe, maybe. Do we want to see a great harvest? Absolutely. Okay. So he's telling us we have to have a strong backbone. Why? Because there's about to be some trouble. Now, that trouble, we can say, oh, no, or we can say hot dog. <laughs> we can say, finally, people can start listening. Finally, people can start turning to church, turning to Jesus. Finally, there's going to be miracles. Finally, finally, you see what I'm saying? Yes. The revival we've been looking for for a long, praying for for a long time. Yes. So, great harvest of souls comes after a strong backbone, after the church exposed. Then he was told, "You're not enough. One person not enough. You need to be joined by several other people." So, we called the solemn September assembly. About 400 people. You remember? About 400 people showed up. We fasted and prayed for 48 straight hours. Remember? That microphone did not go void. Did not, it did not fall to the ground one time. Every five minutes, a different person behind that microphone for 48 straight hours. We did it again in October 2020. And then we called it again September of October, excuse me, September of 2021. We're calling it again September 24th of 2022. We're going to do it virtual because my thought is if Dana Coverstone can't come here to, to Dallas, then I can't ask anybody else to travel either. There probably will be some people are gonna travel. We're gonna hold it right here, but we're gonna do it virtual. That's what our practice was August the nineteenth. Now let's go on. He said, I saw the words a solemn, in other words, this is not a rejoicing, this is not a party, a solemn assembly. A solemn September assembly, so we're having it virtual this year. Now, here's the next point. I saw prayers getting more aggressive. That's what he's saying, brothers and sisters. We gotta get aggressive with our prayers. When it comes to fighting the devil, he's saying don't start the confrontations, but when one comes to us, and by the way, the weapons of our warfare, I'm not suggesting we use a bare, knuckle, bare knuckles, I'm suggesting we use bare knees on the floor. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not flesh, they're not holding up signs, but the mighty through God are the pulling down strongholds, loosing the angels to do warfare. Time on our knees, which is exactly why Leslie Ann was singing this song. Prayer on my knees. On my knees. That's our power. Thank you. Prayers were getting more aggressive. Numbers growing. I saw storm clouds. What are the storm clouds? Well, we saw burning, we saw looting. Right now we're seeing what what do they call it? Where where like 10 or 20 people storm a a business all at once and just Steal, yeah. What do they call it? Flash. flash, flash, flash stealing, flash mobs or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Storm clouds over the country. Also, fires around the country in the country. Fires revival. We have not seen a great harvest. We have not seen fires revival. Meaning, this prophecy did not come to pass in 2020 or 2021. But will it come to pass in 2022? Look at. We are uh, what 60 days away, roughly, from the midterm elections, and Trump said last night may be one of the most important elections to determine where our country goes. He said, "If we don't do, if we don't do something quick, we're about to lose our country." Right. This is not a game. It's not a joke. We're not entertaining you here. I'm delivering a, a word of the Lord, saying, "Spirit of Prophecy Church and all those people that will listen, it's time for us to stand." On the word. Stand on his promises. Stand on who we are and understand we have more power over the enemy. Heavens are open. I saw the Lord as he was standing. He said, arise my bride. Who's that? Look it. If you don't go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, can you be the bride? If you don't go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, can you be the bride? No. Who gets to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Those that are ready. There are some people that are saved that don't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. (laughs) Arise, my bride. Arise, my bride. Prepare to pray. He says it again. Arise, my bride. Arise, my bride. Prepare to battle. That's stand. Arise, my bride. Arise, my bride. Prepare to see my face, for I'm coming soon and my reward is with me. Then a thousand shofars were heard blowing all at once. So, September the 24th, Saturday morning, precisely at 1032, as it is Feast of Trumpets in Israel, that very minute, to the minute, we will be standing right here, blowing shofars. Why shofar? It is the trumpet. It is the sound of war. It is a call to war. And it is going into the ears of the devil, and he is hearing that we are saying, we're coming for you. Now, he's not afraid of the lukewarm Christians or the tares or the backslidden. I'll tell you he's afraid of. He's afraid of those on fire, born again, soul, winning, tongue-talking, Bible-toting Christians. I often think, you know, the devil's problem is right here. I'm his problem. You're his problem. And if you're not his problem, you're a problem. Is there an amen in the house? Amen. The man I see so often stepped out of the rose garden. That's the angel. Bracing will save many, but will also speak to many. And I will hunt, they will hunt you when you stand before the haters. I will prompt your words to convict their hearts. It was started, and darkness is in the wind. So brace and speak, and do not stop speaking. Do not stop speaking. We're going to stand. We're going to stand, Bill. Amen? Amen. We're going to stand. Right, Justin? We're going to stand. Now let me jump to another one, only just a paragraph of it. Desert Road Dream. The fourth billboard was people praying in a small church. The room was cold, dark, and they were huddled in seats, shivering. The angel that I see often walked in and said loudly, Where's the fire? I'm going to say to the church today, where's the fire? I watched Trump last night in his rally talk, and I thought, I, actually, I said it out loud. I said, Trump, right now, now, now is it, you need to call everybody to start going back to church. You need to call everybody to start reading the Bible. You need to ask everybody to receive Jesus in their heart. If he would have done that, Yeah, there'd be some backlash. There'd be some people complaining. Those are the people we walk away from. But if he'd done that, it could have started revival fires across America. Where's the fire? It's the same statement. Ten people praying while seated, covered their faces in shame, looked away. He said, look at me and stand. That's what he's saying in the Spirit of Apology Church this morning. saying, look at me and stand. Meaning, look up to the cross. Look at him and stand. He's saying, where are the Pentecostals full of fire, spirit, and faith? Where are you sitting? Why are you sitting cold and idly by? Sad to say, there's a lot of Christians that are Why? I will answer that question because they aren't worried about what's coming. Why? Because they're going to get sucked in the air. They don't have to go through no problems. This is your problem. It's not my problem because I believe in a pre-trib rapture. We'll see how that works out. You watch. There will be many people that believe in a pre-trib rapture that will get angry at God, blame God, and yet they have the same copy of the Bible I do. They could have found the truth like I did. But they chose to believe a lie. Why are you sitting coldly and idly while the world freezes without your fire? Give them fire. Give them food. Stop having the appearance of Pentecostals while you deny the power you should walk in. We are looking for the power of God. We're looking for the spirit of prophecy. We're looking for the sevenfold miracles.
4: Yes. Come on, Stan. We want it.
2: Right? Right.
4: That's right.
2: He opened his right hand and a flame appeared. It blew in embers swirling in the air, falling on their heads. It seemed to like light oil within them and spread to their hearts. It roared out of their chests with a loud noise. Five of the on fire believers with smoke coming out of them went into the streets. The heads of the other five were on fire, but not on their hearts. The man said, you might as well stay here as you have nothing burning in your hearts. Therefore, nothing to share. Your average Christian down there... That are, they're going to a nice, soft, cushy church. Wonderful praise and worship. One, as he said over here, entertainment. And a wonderful, wo- cozy message that encourages them, makes them feel so good. Oh, let's go to lunch. I don't have a problem with going to lunch. <laughs> but I do have a problem with just getting. With, too many Christians are too comfortable in their faith. Amen. They're not fighting. They're, too, they're comfortable. If you're comfortable, I'm not doing my job. Skip that. Skip that. Let's go to strong. Next thing is strong. Blow the trumpet in Zion. What is this saying? What does it mean, blow the trumpet? Same thing we were saying. This is the call to war. This is the get ready for the battle of Armageddon. That's what they're saying. This is Joel too. This is the battle of Armageddon. Blow the trumpet in Israel. Why? Because at this time, God's attention has turned from the Gentiles over to the Jews. Blow the trumpet in Israel is what he's saying. Blow the trumpet because I'm about to return. What he's saying to us is, Americans, we need to be blowing the trumpet in our lives. We need to be talking to people. We need to be on fire, born again, soul winning, tongue talking, Bible thumping.
4: Amen.
2: Amen. Blow, the trumpet. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let the inhabitants of the earth tremble. For the day of the Lord, why are they trembling? Because the sun and the moon are dark, the sea the waves roar in men's hearts, failing them for fear, for looking after those things that are coming upon the earth. It's down to the very last hour Jesus is about to return. It's a day of darkness and gloominess. Why? Because the sun's been out for 72 hours at this point. The earth is almost getting to where all of the atmosphere, the water in the atmosphere is freezing and turning to hail and falling about 10 foot deep with stones about 100, hailstones about this pound, about 100 pounds each, 75, 100 pounds. A day of darkness, gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness The morning spread upon the mountains. A great people strong strong that's what he's looking for he's looking for strong christians strong that know who they are there's never been the like neither now but what's it talking about these strong people here is the strong people see look at the reason they're working on building a great army is because in the last days he's going to give his power and strength unto the beast so that the words of god should be fulfilled because this strong army he's talking about here is the Satan's army. Satan's lying again. He's lying to his people. He, they already believed his lie one time when his tail drew a third part of the stars and did cast him to the earth. But this time he's going to deceive him again. He's going to say, "We can win. We can win. We can beat Jesus." Ah, uh, no. But see, they don't believe the Bible. They believe what Lucifer is saying. So when it's saying a people strong, there has not been the light, neither should there be any after. This is the New World Order Army. A fire devours before them. We've got high technology. In Monday's broadcast, somebody sent me a, an email, in an email, of a video, and you can see it. And it just marches right down the road. It's It's, I don't know what it is, directed energy weapons or something. But it's in Monday's broadcast. Go to Monday's program and watch it. You can see it, like two or three minutes worth. You look at that and you say, "They're not lightning, I never seen anything like that in my life. A fire devours before them, behind them a flame burneth, and land is the garden of Eden before them, and the before them, and behind them it's the desolate wilderness, high technology. The appearance of them is as the appearance of Horses. Now, if it just said a period there, we got it. But it's and as horsemen. I think it's remember Jesus said in the days as in the days of Noah so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So you go back to the days of Noah in Genesis six verses about verse four, five, and six. Sons of God came down and made it with the daughters of men, their offspring were mighty men and with old men renowned, and their offspring were giants. So this is their giant army. This is the fallen ones and their, their giant army, all of the technology that they have been able to come up with for some six thousand years plus, and they're going to try to fight Jesus and us. But we're going to get the victory.
4: Amen.
2: They shall run to if, if, if out of time here, They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. And I think when it says run upon the wall, it means they have superhuman strength. They can run like a deer, see in the dark, hear like a, a deer, shoot them, doesn't even stop them. The only way to kill them is with a headshot with a high-powered rifle, so it says one person that was shown in a, in a dream. The Lord, however, well, here, this is to give, give you a date, the earth will shake before them. In other words... This is when the earth turns upside down, scatters abroad, the inhabitants thereof, reels to and fro like a drunkard. The heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. This is the day before Armageddon. This is the day Jesus is returning. The Lord shall utter his voice. What's that voice? It's the archangel. The archangel Michael. There's only one archangel. That's when he blows his trumpet. Voice of his army, his camp is very great, for he is strong, the executed his word. He's asking us to be strong. How do we be strong? We know his word. We know his word, and we know who we are in his word. We know our power and authority. That he has given us power and authority over serpents, over scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt us. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. For only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. That's us. We have to remember who we are. We can do nothing. We're weak. All of our righteousness is filthy rags. But I can do all things through Christ when he strengthens me. Justin, I'm going to see you out of that wheelchair one day. Amen. I'm going to see other people. You know what I'm talking about. That are totally healed. Amen. Just yes. like that. That's right. Amen. It's coming. You believe? Yes. It's coming. I saw small churches, small groups of people kneeling and praying. They were wrestling in prayer. That's our strength. Protected by bubbles of safety. Angels around them, guarding them. They were to be encouraged and said, Stay strong, stay strong, stand strong, stand. Stand, pray. And by the way, the way we stand, She got it. She got it. The way we stand is on our knees. Is that right? Doesn't sound right. That's right. Endure. I saw pulpits chopped with axes. I saw big old wooden pulpits chopped to pieces. I saw plexiglass pulpits hammered to pieces. I saw Christians in chains. But we're going to stand and we're going to endure. We're not going to bend. We're not going to buckle. We're not going to give in. And if they do something bad to us, it's to our glory. That's right. That's right. What are you going to do? Give me a higher resurrection? That's right. there you go. That's it. Thank you for blessing me, now. It would be hard to say that. Oh, hit me again! Yeah. <laughs> but what does Stephen say? When he was being stoned, heaven was opened. He saw heaven opened, And in that spirit, when heaven's opened... Now you have to understand when they stoned people, it wasn't the size of baseballs. It was more like the size of beach ball rocks. It was like the biggest rock they picked up. It was because they were trying to kill them. It it wasn't baseball, beach ball rocks. (sighs) Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I saw them publicly ridiculed. Are we ready? Can we stand, can we endure to be publicly ridiculed? Because their ideas were old-fashioned. You old-fashioned church, you. It's an old-fashioned church. Well, I was expecting an amen there, but I... Amen. I would even say it's better than the church that I grew up in because the church I grew up in was sort of uh, cold publicly ridiculed, publicly assaulted because their eyes were de- ideas were old fashioned needed to go I heard the cry, six months something added to it brace yourself and endure to the end endure, endure this comes to us from Vicki Parnell Award of Heaven's Courts and it's a long one, I'm not going to read all of it I'm just going to read one paragraph the mysteries of the seven thunders are to remain a mystery no more. To the inhabitants of the earth, this message I bring to you from the holy throne room of God. You shall go into war. You shall go into war. talking about America. You shall go deeper into famine. You shall endure pestilences. Wait a minute, Stan. I thought this was going to be a positive message. It is. I'm positively ready. Yes. Just like he said the other day. He said, I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Amen. Bring it on plagues, diseases, you shall endure a famine of the righteous holy word. Now let's talk about rock and roots. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon the rock. What's the rock? Jesus. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. That's what he's saying. Look. You can't make me take that mark. You can't make me desire, d- d- deny Jesus. You can't. There's, by the way, there's going to be a lot of Christians you watch. A lot of Christians, they'll, they'll deny Jesus. They'll take that mark just for a morsel of food. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not should be likened to a foolish man, which should have built his house upon the sand. Or I would say pre-trib and stuff like that. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, it beat upon the house and it fell. Great was the fall of it. I don't want to fall. I, don't, I, I, I pray often, Lord, don't let me fall. Help me to stand. Jesus entered into the ship. His disciples followed and said, Behold, there arose a great tempest. You know what? There's a great tempest in our land tonight. Right? There was a great tempest. The ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. His disciples came to said, Lord, we perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you little faith. He rose, rebuked the winds and the sea and the great calm, and they marveled and said, What manner of man is this? Even the sea and the waves aboard. I'll tell you what. He said, All power in heaven and earth I've been given, and I give to you power over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Two nights ago, there was an assassination attempt, I wish I had noted where it was, it was a South American country, I want to say like Peru or Brazil, and they, what do you, someone, anyway, they actually had a video of a big old pistol coming right up behind the woman's head, it was about this far away, and the guy went, misfired, You, you saw it too? Yeah, but you saw it, though, right? Yeah. I'm telling you that that was the power of God. Yes. Misfire. You, you saw it, too? Okay. You saw it, too? Because if... Wherever we find ourselves, whatever test we find ourselves in, we have to believe that that was the hand of God that got us there. And He, he only would allow us... He's already said he will not allow us to be tested beyond which we are able. But that with the test he will allow a way of escape. In other words, if we find ourselves in a test, I'm here. And I'm only here because I can be successful. Amen. Right? Amen. Right? If I'm here in this test, if I'm in trouble, if I can't pay my bills, if they're after me, I'm here. Because I can, I can have success here. I used to think, boy, I want to live a long life. I don't think that anymore. I just want to do my job and go to meet my Savior. And if there's trouble on the way, so be it. Like he said, bring it on. He said to me the other day, I'm ready for the end times. Bring it on. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain. Oh, there's, there's some deep stuff here. We're about done. They've gone the way of Cain, ran greedily after the ear of Baalim, which is the cow god. Okay? For reward and perished the gainsaying of Kor. Kor is, this is the guy that said, Oh, well, Moses is nothing special. Well, you know what happened to Kor, Dathan, and Abiram, right? The, I've been there. I've been to the place. I've seen it. The earth opened up, swallowed him, his family, his children, their horses or cattle, everything, swallowed them up. Ron White said he hired a, <coughs> a backhoe to come in and dig it because he could see there was a crack there. Dig up the crack. Out come human and, and animal bones. That's core. Core, Dathan, about but these are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you. Now, the way we'd say it today is these are backsliders or these are tares that set in your pews with you. A lot of churches have a lot of tares sitting in the churches, right? Feeding themselves without fear. Now, what does that mean without fear? It means they don't fear God. Now, let me ask you this. Do you fear God? I'm scared of Him. Now, up north, you'd say you're afraid of it. But down south, we say, I'm scared of him. I'm scared of him. I've been on the receiving end. No thank you. Uh, See, how many of you know what I'm talking about? If you didn't raise your hand, I feel sorry for you. Because you've got a lesson coming. When they feast with you, feed themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water. What's a cloud without water? In other words, they are people that come to church or don't come to church, but they don't know the word. They're not grounded. They're not filled. They don't know who they are. Well, I'm here. Well, I guess it's better than not being here. But he's saying, don't be a cloud without water. Be a cloud with strength. Yes. See, cloud without water carried without winds. Trees whose fruit withers. Without fruit. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. What's twice dead? They're dead in this life, and they're dead in this life. Twice dead. There's so much deep stuff in this. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. What are the roots? Talking about when the winds blow, when the rains come, they're founded in the rock, you see. Raging waves of sea, foaming out their shame, wandering stars. They don't know who they are. I walked into to uh, play racquetball <clears throat> Thursday night, and you've probably seen the guy, too. There's a guy that sits over there with his, you know, in the lotus position. I want to walk over. I'm not going to, but I want to walk over and just push him over and say, you know, you need Jesus.
4: <laughs>
2: I walk, you see him, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Lost. Lost as a goose. Okay, so we're at the end. Let me, let me say it this way. I'm going to ask you the question that they asked Donald Trump when he was on his first candidacy. I've talked about it. Where they simply said, have you ever asked God to forgive you your sins? Now, I think everybody in here is probably, but I don't know. We have a couple of guests. Maybe, I don't know. So I'll ask you, have you ever asked God to forgive you your sins because if you haven't then you're going to have to explain those and there's not an explanation for them as Tony said this morning there are consequences so I'm going to encourage you today to simply ask Jesus to forgive you your sins and that's why I'm going to cover that part real quick Normally I cover it in more detail, but real quick. And I'm going to conclude by saying, <clears throat> if you're not a member of the Spirit of Prophecy Church, you can go to prophecyclub.com or spiritofprophecychurch.com. Click right here, and you can become a ministry member. Why? Why become a Because you want to join. You want to be part of it. You want to join saying, I'm with this on fire, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-thumping, old-fashioned Christian church, that stands on the word of God, that is getting ready to minister in a time of trouble. Amen. I want to stand with them. I'm one of them. And if you're watching online, we encourage you to click like, share, and subscribe. And if you're local and you want to have prayer, you can come on up. Leslie, and I'd be happy to pray for you. Let me conclude with a prayer. Lord, <clears throat> we think that we're ready. I know I've thought that I'm ready. But we do not know what is coming but we know that you do. And you said that you would not put us into anything that we cannot endure and be successful at it. So Lord, we ask you to prepare our hearts. Help us to get prepared. Help us to get prepared physically, mentally, spiritually, for those things that are coming, so that in a time of trouble, instead of being disorganized, unkept, in a panic, Instead, in the time of trouble, we are ready to go and minister. We're ready to hear people say, how did you know? How did you get prepared? Why did you get prepared? Because, yes, I knew it was coming. How did you know? Because the Lord spoke to me. The Lord showed me what I needed to do. And, Lord, we say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me into the vineyard that I might be able to bring in many people into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.